Mike, turn your games down. Harbor Cooler Mini episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubberton, and who's running on empty with me tonight? This is Blair Farrell from Comic Book Video Games, here to talk about a game starring Wally, who can really move Wally. He's got an <laughs> attitude. Uh, we're here to talk about a game that is barely on YouTube, if you search it, by the way. Uh, Justice League Heroes The Flash, which is for a Game Boy Advance game that came out in 2006, developed by WayForward and published by Warner Brothers. A game that I play, I actually beat apparently four years ago today, per uh, the day we're recording this <laughs> in the end of May, per Facebook told me. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I saw your um, your memory <laughs> up. So I I actually didn't even know this game existed until four years ago. I was in a Facebook group randomly. Some guy started talking about like great GBA games that no one talks about. And he he mentioned The Flash and he mentioned Star Wars Episode three, which are both beat em ups. And I was like. Okay, and I tried both, but I was at the time I was playing it on a phone, and I don't know if you know this, but some games don't really go good on a phone when you you don't have have really shitty controls. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I, I heard. Of, yeah, I don't know how I heard about it. I was probably just poking around online or on EGM, and like when I started collecting games to cover for the site, uh, I was like, oh yeah, that Flash game like from way forward because I played. I can't remember what games by them at that point, but I knew the name and I knew there was quality products and um, a local store had the box copy for like $29. So I have like the box and manual over there. Oh, nice. That's yeah. not common for GBA because people threw all that away, unfortunately. Yeah, this was uh, we have a store here in Newfoundland called the Entertainment Center and they deal with a lot of Nintendo stuff. So they just had it sitting around, so I scooped it up. There's, I mean, this was like over a decade ago. This is probably the 2011, 2012. That's still a good deal. I mean, just to just to get it, especially box stuff, you know, GBA and anything with uh, like Super Nintendo, anything that had a box. I mean, those don't exist anymore. Yeah, it says they never use the awesome Genesis clamshell idea. The greatest cases known to man. I do like those cases. And then they switched to cardboard, and they suck. So I got it. I find it like this game is even hard to look up because, like, when I was googling it just now, I had to type in Justice League Heroes: The Flash. Otherwise, I couldn't. If I type in Flash GBA, like that did not work very well for me. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna like look for Flash games. Yes, <laughs> not what I was looking for. But also, yeah. this game doesn't have a lot of like you know. Not only a lot of people really know about this game. Like on YouTube, there's only a few different videos. One from your buddy Victor Lucas came up. I was just watching, but there's not a ton. Well, just look at the context and time that it came out. Like even so, this came out in late 2006. So by that point, the DS was up for two years. The DS Lite was already out. Oh, so the GBA was sense. on its way out. I didn't yes. think about that fact. PS3 was coming out, if not out already. I can't remember when Justice League Heroes proper came out. I can tell uh, you. Two seconds. The Wii, the Wii was out. Oh six October. Okay, so the PS3 and the Wii were on, were coming, and the PSP and the DS were kind of the hotness at the time. So to have a Game Boy Advance game come out, I mean, it's not going to get a lot of like press. And even no, like Justice League Heroes sense. proper, like that came out. It didn't even come out. It was like. You know, it was kind of butting heads against Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Justice League Heroes never had like that next gen push like it was just PS2 and Xbox and Xbox at that time was 
basically dead, the original one. <laughs> yeah, because 360 was already out. Yeah, and I have the Xbox version. I think I tried it on 360. It does not run well. Yeah, I'm not surprised. that They just didn't care enough probably to do anything to make it work better either. Well, it's it's all emulation. It's not native. So some yeah. games run okay. Like I, I remember playing Punisher and like Batman Begins, and they run great, but like in my kind of feel, like I remember playing Blade 2, <laughs> which works on 360 and doesn't run great either. I never played that, but I know it exists. But I was just surprised in general, like when someone told me there's a Flash game, because like I had no idea that there even was a Flash game. I know there's three. None, I think the other two are based on the, the, the 90s show. Yes, there's a okay. Game Boy game that was released in North America and a Sega Master System game that came out in 1993. <laughs> but it was only terrible. released in Europe and, and Brazil. It's it's impressive. Like the speed is really good, but it's punishingly difficult and the level design sucks and there's really strict time limits and you can read my review which will be up by the time this comes out (laughs) yes because it's the first master system game my own i have it on my shelf nice i have never played master system because i i just had a genesis but i skipped master system completely and never went back or cared to but yeah i i just have an adapter thing that goes into my retron 5 allows me to play uh master system and game gear games on my tv so Okay, I mean, there are comic book video games for there, so it makes sense. At the time of this recording, I have Superman the Man of Steel for Second Master System coming in the mail from somewhere in the UK. <laughs> so I was just kind of like, I was surprised with this game. Like, when the guy first mentioned I was like, okay, sure, I'll try it. I didn't think much about it, that's why I just had it on my phone. And I remember going back and forth. I was at work at the time in a, a little dinky store. There wasn't much going on. I had no customers. So I remember just kind of sitting in the back just playing this on my phone throughout the day. And it took me a while to beat it. Cause I would, you know, have to <laughs> have to actually work sometimes, but I remember doing that. And it was like, and then, so, and then for this playthrough last night, I beat this game in like an hour. I played on the steam deck. It's a lot more fun with a controller, by the way, than a touchscreen. Who would have known? Yeah, I, I played on, cause I, I remember when I first played it, I played on normal and I can't remember what boss fight I butted up against. It was probably Cersei. Uh, Cersei's a bitch. I, she's really hard. Well, the the end phase, just like lining up the um, the because when you fight her into mascara, she basically has these like energy balls you have to redirect into her. But it's like it's the way the game is designed. It's it's very zoomed out, which was on purpose. They purposefully designed the flash to be super small so they can have you can basically. Yeah. And they wanted to basically have him like bounce or bounce around like a bowling ball. <laughs> I mean, it, it works that way. I mean, it does, yeah. especially with the fact that you can just press the a button and you just dash towards enemies and it doesn't use up any of your special or anything. It's just part of your, uh, you know, your moves that you should always be using. Yeah. It's, it's a great use of the character for this type of game because like you're, you know, you kind of punch people and then you zip around to other people. The only thing that's, a bummer. It makes me wish it was on the DS, which would have more buttons if there was like a kind of a defensive option. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, because it's in the interview. I, I directed the uh, I interviewed the director, Adam Tierney, and way forward. And like after you beat the bosses, you get like these special moves. Like the first one is like you perform like a full circle and punch. And you can do like a circular move of pulling that off reliably is really, really hard to the point where basically I didn't use it. And then in the interview, he said, yeah, it's basically useless because it's so <laughs> hard to pull off. 
I didn't even try it. I didn't try any of the special moves because I just I just use a slowdown time in this game. Yeah, and even it. like you kind of jump like double dragon where you have to hit like two buttons together. Uh-huh. And that's basically useless. I mean, I could have seen this being really cool. I have a DS version. The only issue I was thinking of, there would have been some stupid touchscreen involved. Because <laughs> DS. Uh, yeah, maybe. Depending. They just would have those few extra buttons is what I was thinking of. Yeah, I mean, that would definitely make a difference. And WayForward is known to make great games. So Yes. Maybe, maybe some great DS games, too. I know that. I haven't played enough, but I know I played a few. One of the only... One of the only ones that actually I, I want to speak to Adam about because he worked on X-Men, the official game, and that's one I really wanted to be better. But it's the first appearance of X-23 in a game, so it's kind of holds a special place in my heart. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I think she's a boss character, but it's the first time she was ever in a game. That's for her PS2 era, right? Yeah, because it like, it's like this one. It came out in like 2006 around the X-Men, the official game. So there was a DS version and a GBA version. And the GBA version has Colossus, and the other ones don't. Oh, cool. It's also a beat 'em up. I'll have to play that someday. Okay. You've turned me on to something else I want to try now. <laughs> I always like playing strange games. I mean, like, this is something that I'm not a big Flash fan. I'm definitely more of a fan because of the, the, the show when it was great at a, at a time that I haven't watched in seasons now. Yeah, I mean, for me, coming to this character... I I had a Flash superpowers figure growing up, but we never had a lot of DC comics around where I lived. And when I started get, getting into DC comics, it was around 97. Like, my brother was reading Superman. I was reading Batman, Nightwing, and Justice League. So even now, like, on the show, it's Barry Allen. And in the movie, it's going to be Barry Allen. But for me, like, my Flash was Wally West. Because Barry Allen was gone for like a really, really long time. After Crisis, right? On Crisis on Infinite Earth? Yeah, I'd say it was a decade or more. Because even in like the Justice League cartoon, it's a Flash voiced by Michael Rosenbaum. (laughs) And I actually, before I did my opening bit for this, I had to check to make sure that it was Wally West for this. It doesn't actually say in the manual. It it does for the, because I have the PSP version of Justice League Heroes. And it is Wally West in this. Okay, that's cool. I mean... Wally West is such a big Flash character, too, so it makes sense to use him. I mean, both are. I mean, I always think of in the Justice League Unlimited cartoon, I think that's Wally West also, if I remember correctly, right? Yes. I was thinking of the time when Lex Luthor takes over the Flash's body. He's like, I'm going to know who the Flash is. I have no idea who this is. I love that scene so much. <laughs> yeah, that episode's incredible. And those are things I think about with Flash. So, like, I was sort of interested in a game when I first tried this, and... It's just a simple little game, but it's just a fun beat em up. And like, I played this with save states, but I really didn't use save states much. I mostly just I just played and it was just enjoyable. And one thing that I that I caught pretty quickly on is in between the loading screens, in between the levels, some of them look like they reminded me of the showcase book, which is the first appearance of Barry Allen, I think. Showcase something I don't remember, but just the way it looks like with the film, like where he's on the film running or something. Yeah, I might not be describing it very good, but that's what it made me think of. So is this game supposed to be like a like would have been a take along the Justice Justice League Heroes? I'm assuming then, like does it yeah, connect the story? It I can't remember what chapters it takes in between because I I uh, Justice League Heroes is a game I want to like more than what I actually do. I would really like to speak to someone about that. Maybe I'll try to do it someday if if they're willing because it's such a weird game to come out in 2006 competing with Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And even X-Men Legends, where you only have like two players at one time. Yeah. And then you don't. And I mean, I I don't know if anyone had the license to the cartoon and Justice League Unlimited was probably 
either off the air or cluing up that it it should have been like that. Unless I, I know there was a midway at one point had the license to the cartoons. They did two GBA games based on the cartoon. And I think they had a console game in production that never happened. So maybe that was it. Oh, that's too bad. Because they use a lot of the characters from the cartoon, except they swap out Hawk Girl for Zatanna. I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but they don't have any of the voices like uh, Ron Perlman as Batman. I can't remember. Michael Jai White is John Stewart, which is pretty cool. That is cool. Okay. I was just curious of this because you know this game has the same names. I was is Flash in the main game just in the main Justice League Heroes game? Yeah, the main roster is so it's Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Martian Manhunter, uh, John Stewart, Green Lantern, and Zatanna. Okay, I'll have to play. I want to play that someday. It's always been on my list to get to once I found out it existed. But it's I I, uh, I have it on PS2 Xbox. Actually, I think I mostly played on the PSP and now I just bought a Vita and I had a digital copy. <laughs> so now it's on my Vita. <laughs> <laughs> but like with with this Flash game, kind of a couple things I want to mention, like one, like it, it's, it's broken up in, I think, with five levels. First level being Gorilla Grodd, where you're in Central City, which I like that they, they start off with a Flash villain because I'm pretty sure Gorilla Grodd's a Flash villain. Yes. Uh, is it From, Keystone or Central that you started off in? Which one is Flash's city? Is that Keystone or is that? I think it's Central, but I think level one might be Keystone. I I can't. Which is bad because I finished this like last week. You're good. I finished it last night and I don't even remember (laughs) because I wasn't really paying attention to like they have comic cutscenes and I was like, I don't give a shit. I just want to run as Flash and and, and beat up things. And like when you when you hit, you can hit things really fast. It feels like it just it feels really good to play as Flash in this. And you go to Gotham in the second level, I know that, and that's when you fight Killer Frost, which I guess Killer Frost is a Flash villain, correct? Pretty sure. Kind of. I mean, I know she's a Batman villain, too. Well, everyone's a Batman villain at some point, but she's in the Suicide Squad, that terrible Suicide Squad movie we watched for the show. The animated one. Assaultants on Arkham Asylum. (sighs) But I can't remember. But no, I mean, I like that it has some of those characters. Like, I like fighting Gorilla Grodd. I like Killer Frost. You know, and then the third villain is Cersei, which... Cersei's a Wonder Woman villain, isn't she? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's in Themyscira, so... And then yeah. they pull in, because you uh, can summon kind of heroes that help you. I mean, you start off, you have Superman, Wonder Woman, and Martian Manhunter, and then they add Green Arrow and Black Canary. Yep. I was surprised there's no Batman. Yeah, I think I brought that up when I asked him, and he was actually surprised that they never got Batman either. <laughs> Because, I mean, just, like, you would think it'd be at least the Trinity. Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, and, like, Martian Manhunter is cool and all, but I'm like, Martian Manhunter, and then Green Arrow, I'm like, really? Green Arrow in 06? Green Arrow would, well, I guess the Green Arrow show is already out at this time, so there would have been actually more of a love for him, where back then there was no love for him. <laughs> Nobody cared about Green Arrow before that show, I feel like. Well, he was on Smallville. Oh, I yeah, he was. Out, although I can't remember when. It's season five or so he shows up and he's off and on. Then he becomes a main cast member in eight or seven or eight. And he sticks around. I tried to watch the entire series, but that did not happen. He was a pretty big deal in Justice League Unlimited, too. Like he was in a lot of episodes, like that great date night episode with Question and Huntress and Black Canary. Oh, okay. No, you are right then. Maybe I'm just thinking that he's a people (laughs) I didn't like him, but he's in a lot of stuff. Maybe just I didn't like him that much until the Arrow show. I mean, this game does have simple gameplay, but it's just it's a beat 'em up, and it, and it works well for that. And it like you have like you you have your meter that you fill up as you're punching enemies and doing things, which then you can slow down time and then punch fat, you know, do a lot more damage to them. It was never boring. 
like, I mean, the levels are, are short enough where it didn't really grate on me, and it only takes less than an hour to beat, so. Yeah, the worst sin a game like this can pull, I won, like, co- like not having co-op, but that's fine because it's a GBA, and then you'd have to yeah. have a link cable and another cart, so that's fine. <laughs> but overstaying, it's welcome. Like, it didn't need to be, like, have skill trees and no, know, it's just really a- long levels. It's just, it's a flash game, so it's, like, a pretty breezy get through it, and then you're done kind of deal. I mean, it has some story that Brainiac is off causing trouble and like you're fighting other villains because Brainiac is... I mean, they're just essentially working for Brainiac, I think is what it was. Which I'm assuming is the main game type story or two, right? Uh, I think it, it might start off with that. I think it segues into a dark side. Okay. Uh, again, it's that, been a spell. That would make sense because dark side is mentioned in this game too. In the end, in the end of this game, after you beat Brainiac, they mentioned Darkseid is actually involved. So that would make sense. I was wondering because nothing happens. You see, oh, Darkseid, and the game ends. So that makes sense, and it goes into the other game. Yeah, it it kind of weaves into because I think he running like Batman and Superman, and they talk about like, oh, we were fighting these robots over here, and that's level one of the game. I know that much because it starts off with Batman and Superman. I can't remember when the Flash shows up. I know level two is Zantana and Martian Manhunter. Okay. Zantana is one of the best characters in the game. She can turn people into bunny rabbits. She's just an awesome character. I want a Zantana game, damn it. <laughs> well, I just want more DC games, to be honest. That's what I want. Same. And uh, actually, you know, I, I will have a review of her Flash on Sega Master System when this goes up. And <laughs> I did this interview and I kind of went back and looked at Liam Robertson did a video for did you Liam Robertson? Sorry, did a video for did you know gaming about the flash game that was in development from the people made the mark of Cree. And it really bums me out that that never came out. That bums me out too. Cause Mark of Cree is like, it's actually a decent game. Yeah. I never played rise of Kasai, but they I were super either. passionate. They had a lot of it built and I think they were starting to rig some of the bosses, but then the publisher who's, this company called Brash Entertainment that basically got all this money from Investor Bros because they're like, we're just going to make games based off license and Superman and Flash. But then they put it like a chipmunks game and like space chimps or something and basically screwed the pooch and ran out of money. And I I have a copy of Space Chimps for 360, by the way. I don't know why, but I have a copy of it. Brash, thanks you. <laughs> I bought it used like a couple bucks in the game's not been, so it might not be thanking me too much, but I do have a copy of it. <laughs> I was an achievement whore, so anything that had achievement, I was like, sure, I'll play it. But I would have loved a, a Flash game on 360. That would have been awesome. I like the character. I mean, that's why this game worked for me. Like, it was just fun. Just, I mean, it's just beating up anim- little enemies, fighting different robots. I mean, there is enemy variants, but nothing felt too crazy. I mean, it's fine. Just It's a beat-em-up. You just fight different things. Yeah, and it's, it's a brawler that's used within the context of this character. So, like, the main mechanic is like you hit the A and you kind of like you're hitting one enemy and they're about to hit you and then you kind of zoom to like another one. Yeah. And that's kind of like the big hook. And then you hold one of the trigger buttons and you can kind of slow things down. But that's all like based on a meter that you can fill up with um, by hitting enemies and collecting like lightning bolts in the environment by like smashing light poles and stuff. And this game was easy enough. Like it wasn't that like I played on easy and it wasn't that challenging when you had a real controller. Yeah, there's a few bonus modes. This is a boss rush mode and like one of the cooler bosses um, is with Zoom and it's a race. I did like and, that. And you kind of like have to keep up with him and kind of dodge obstacles. And one of the bonuses is that Superman and Flash have 
a race to see who's the fastest. So you kind of have to like hit enemies to kind of boost yourself above Superman, which is like absolutely awesome. And it's like a great <laughs> bonus mode. And one like one of my favorites too is there is a making of mode. And it kind of goes into how you make a game. Like this is made in like nine months, I think they said, or six oh, or nine fast. months. Yeah. And where it's like they pitch it and it's like here's how we like rig it and assign who we want. And it's like a really truncated look as to what goes into making a game. That's cool. I didn't I didn't mess any of the special features. I did do the Superman race and I was gonna finish it. And then I got sidetracked. I completely forgot that I didn't finish it. And then I, yeah, I'm just done. Well, but it was cool. that, it's just like a boss rush mode. It's like kind of like your standard modes for like this type of game. Yeah. I like that Zoom's in this. I always appreciate Zoom. Well, mainly because of that first Flash season. That's why I appreciate Zoom the most now. But it was, I mean, first you race and then you fight him a little bit. And it was fine because you had to like, you know, slow down at the right times. Because again, he's running fast just like you are. So it was cool. The Cersei fight is okay. I mean, it's a little annoying, like you were talking about earlier, where these giant balls of energy are coming after you. And like, it was just eh. it was really hard on a touchscreen, by the way, with no controller. I can tell you that. Yeah, I can only imagine because <laughs> I was playing on a DS Lite because Game Boy Advance games look so good on one of those, um, which is why people kind of like crack off the or they have DSs and they mod them and take off the top screen. So it's basically just a Game Boy Advance, <laughs> yeah, which is fair. I mean. Game Boy Advance is a really great system that has a lot of gems on it. Yeah, and I, I have an SP and I really like it, but I, I love, I appreciate longer handhelds more than narrower ones. Because the GBA SP like, really hurts my hands after extended use. I can I can understand that. It's something I, I liked about the original GBA over the SP, even though you can't see anything. <laughs> you can, you just gotta be in a, under a bright light. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never had a GBA or an SP. I didn't. I didn't. That's so. That's why I skipped. I missed so many of these games. It wasn't until my first DS that I got. I think it was in '05. I, I have a launch model that I bought off a friend of mine who bought it and wanted to sell because he wanted a guitar. Well, that was the thing because I had a. I um, it was my first job in 2001. I worked at a local museum, and my first paycheck. I. My girlfriend at the time worked at Walmart, so she had a discount. So I got like Circle the Moon and a GBA and like a 12 pack of Rayoback batteries as EGM. So they were the best battery life for, for value. But I because it was a launch model, it you couldn't see anything like I <laughs> yeah. finished Super Circle the Moon. It's also very uh, dark. And I would play a few Mega Man games now here and there, but like I never really got into like a lot of library. Like I listened to your Boktai episode. That was a game I wanted to play, but you know, given the how much Game Boy games were and like I couldn't see them, like a friend gifted me a Golden Sun one time. That's a great game, by the way. And I'm not a big RPG guy, and I was oh, looking at it, I was like, to play this for 40 hours like under a lamp, like I don't really want to do this. <laughs> no, I get that 100%. But when I got my DS Lite, that's when I started buying a lot of GBA games. Like, I remember playing Circle of the Moon, and I was like, oh, this is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. It's like, I beat Circle of the Moon once on a phone, on a touchscreen. I need to go back and replay it again for this podcast and experience it the correct way, not on a phone. So that's when, yeah, like, when I got my DS, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get Metroid Fusion and kind of play Metroid Zero Mission again. Just, like, kind of <laughs> catching up because the DS Lite was you know my life for like a very very long time it's a good system i unfortunately didn't play much ds i mean i that's another library that i'm trying to go back and 
and Phil because I missed so much of it. Same with GBA. Like, that's one reason I, I did play this game originally because I'm like, well, I, I've skipped so much of it. I just need to try more. You I try mean, one, you try Elite Beat Agents. It's one of the greatest games of all time. I know everyone, you're not the only person that tells me that, but <laughs> we'll see. If if my plan works of what I'm trying to do with my DS, then I will. Yeah, but, you try not to cry during the Chicago level. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and the other thing with this flash game, the last le- or yeah, last level essentially you go to Brainiac, and then you have to go to like you go back to Metropolis, you fight a bunch of Brainiac stuff, and you do fight little cool little brains with tentacles. I do like that little Brainiac drones or the hell they are. Yeah, they were hard to kill. Those I remember yeah. they would always like grab you, and I'm assuming you played with the sound off. Uh no, I had sound on. Okay, because one thing I will say about this game is that the voice clips drive me absolutely crazy because <laughs> I play with my headphones in and every time like you get hit, it's like, hey, watch it or something. Yeah, like no, that. it, it is annoying. It was annoying my wife because I was sitting here playing this at my we were at we we stopped at her at her mother's to drop off something. I just sat down in a chair and was just playing my Steam Deck and it was annoying her. <laughs> she kept hearing the voices. <laughs> yeah, they were very frequent. I mean, it's impressive mm-hmm. because it's GBA and I know Superman I can't remember who voices him in the in the console game, but I know that's his. It's the same voice. Hey, they have like what one voice track when you summon them with L and they come out and say something and then do a little clear all move. Yeah, it was cool to see Black Canary though because you don't see her in a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I I haven't played Justice League Heroes. I know that's what's frustrating about that game is that it really. I remember the what's really annoying about that game is like the last boss is you can experiment with other characters. Like I know you can unlock like Supergirl. And I think Hell Jordan's but it costs like a lot of currency that you can use to power up your characters. And if you buy them, you basically screw yourself over. Oh, like, I remember true. that being a contention with that game. <laughs> OK, that would be annoying. I mean, cause that's one of the fun about those type of games like X-Men Legends and Marvel's Alliance is just having such a you know roster to choose from. And DC has a great roster of characters. Oh, it's Crispin Freeman as Superman. That's who it was. I okay. forgot. I've come to really appreciate Superman more and stuff. So. lately i've noticed yeah i mean he's incredible (laughs) i had a hard time with the brainiac fight like when i was doing that last night i had to use save states a couple times i just kept because like he has like you know many bosses doing beat him up he goes through the same phase and after a while as you as you whittle down his health during that time he has a timer going too because you know why not there was a point where you had to like run through lasers and i kept getting hit by that like i would slow it down but i still would keep like not getting it right yeah it took me a while because I think I always hear Bill Tucker from Game Looks at 40 in my head. It's like, how many verbs do I have to deal with this? Because like, there's these laser grids that come up and it's like, OK, you can jump, but not really. But if you hit A and B together and I was like, OK, so it has to be like you have to slow down and go between the grids. And once I figured that out, uh, it was hit by it. Yeah, it, it's really tricky. OK, so it wasn't just me. That's good. <laughs> I had a hard time with it. I, I died a couple times to it. And then I because the first time I did it, I was just hit. There's pillars in the room. And I was breaking all the pillars and I'd go attack him. And then that that killed my timer because that's not what you're supposed to do. So it took a took a couple tries. And I tried to look at there's like also no information on this game, really, for like game facts. Like, well, there's a trick to doing this fight. And I looked it up and nothing. I couldn't find anything but the dialogue. So you did. I thought you had to hit the pillars. You have to hit some. You have to hit one to get to him. You don't have to break all three. At least I did. I only broke one. I didn't get a whole lot of time with him before he'd like scream and then send me back to the end of the level, run back over to him again in the room. But that was it. Uh, OK, so maybe if you if you break all three, you get more time. But when I first did it, I took too way too long. 
Yeah, I think I was doing that, and then I thought that, like, was what you had to do. Like, you had to hit him in a certain amount of time again. Yeah, like you were saying, it's not like there's many, many <laughs> videos. It's probably, like, one long play that someone put up of this or something. Yeah, there's very little about this game, which reminds me of that great Spider-Man game we covered, Shire Dimensions, for DS, where, there, again, there's just not much information on some of these games because they're really, I mean, lost to time. Like, this, is never, this has never been re-released in GBA, and it probably won't be. Oh, no. So, I mean, I would love a collection of just, you know, Justice League games and this being there, but it's not going to happen. Too many rights and issues. So, that's funny. When I put Justice League Heroes The Flash into a Google search, I'm shocked that my website isn't on the first page, but that's interesting. That's because you're not paying Google. Yeah, I know. Uh, Yeah, I'm on page two. Uh, It's been a while. (laughs) <laughs> so it's 2014 so it's probably not oh. one of my better reviews so okay that is a little i know bit of a lot though. of things my name tends to come up first <laughs> that's cool though hey you get that you get the games my mom phone bump all the time too now yeah <laughs> not that much but there's something i'm sure <laughs> some listeners yes i would have reviewed this when the flash first went on the air yeah, yeah my, my published review is october 7 2014 <laughs> I mean, one reason I did want to cover this is because the movie was coming out. Like, I originally had a plan to do this and a couple other Flash things, but that didn't. That, that's not going to happen at this point. So. But I just, you know, it's just one of those games that just makes me excited that it exists and it was. it's fun to replay once in a great while. But it's just, but like I was saying, what I want to kind of go back to is, like, I wish this would be re-released. I think this is something that people would have a fun time just playing around for an hour in a collection of other games, like TMT did recently. You know, something like that. Yeah, and and I mean, that's kind of why I started comic book video games is because there's a stigma towards licensed games and maybe that's rightfully earned because a lot of them were bad. But, you know, some because they were taken for work, but other times people were passionate about those licenses. But then time and budgets and other factors made them turn out a certain way. But every so often you get something like this that people probably saw or didn't see because no one was shopping for Game Boy Advance games in 2006 and just didn't get any press. No, that's that's a late. Like we were talking about earlier, that is a late GBA release. <laughs> well, it's even to think about there's a Ghost Rider Game Boy Advance game that came out in February. And that what? was... Yo, yeah. I mean, that was after this. So that was well into like the holiday bump of the DS Lite. So the DS Lite was like the summer of 2006 in North America, so that's when I got mine. Hmm. Okay. I did not know there was a Ghost Rider game for GBA. All right, you got my attention. <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> but no, I like licensed games. No, I agree. Like There is that, like, there is a hate for them, but I've come to, like, find out, as long as you don't expect a whole lot, there can be some really fun little ones to play. And this is one of them, where it was just, it was just a fun beat-em-up. Maybe yeah. not worth, like, you know, 50 bucks or something, like, or whatever it was it would have came out at the time, but you know, like you go back to this would have been a great game to like just I mean, like it's too bad this never was on like a Wii shop or something, because I feel like people would have bought this for like, you know, eight bucks or on the Wii U shop easily. Yeah, it's just and it's it's a thing about all these games, too, is that this is the era where like WB Games was publishing, because I know before they would license them out like Justice League games came out for Midway and other people like Aquaman was TDK Media Active. Um, you know, <laughs> everyone's favorite publisher, but they probably own the publishing rights. They probably own the rights to all this. Plus, they own DC. So it's not like it's a big licensing push. You just need someone like a digital eclipse to say, hey, like 
there's a market for like these things now. Like, let's strike while the iron's hot. I mean, there definitely is a market though. Like, if you released a collection of just you know Justice League games, that would sell easy. I would buy it on Steam. I can tell you that it has to be Steam because I'm just, that's just me. But you know, stuff like that would. It's just you know, there you're right. There's a huge market for it now. And especially you see like limited run games. They just announced they're doing a collection of Jurassic Park games. Like they have the Jurassic oh. Park Super Nintendo game. That's a good game. I don't I think. think they're. I don't think they have the Genesis game. So I think it's like the Nintendo game, a Game Boy game, the Super Nintendo game, which I got for Christmas one year, and maybe a Jurassic Park two, uh, which is like a Contra style game. <laughs> I just love stuff like that when 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 they're able to bring games back. So. Yeah, like they they did like Bill and Ted because why not? Like it's like, hey, we're gonna get the Bill and Ted games and put out like the Bill and Ted. Okay, so it is Jurassic Park too. Nice, that game is pretty good. I just I played Jurassic Park one for Super Nintendo when I was a kid and I've never finished it and I've always been meaning to go back to it for the and play it on this podcast. But it's hard. Well, I'll, I'll be cheating like a like a felon, but you know. I have to... Well, it, it's not that it's it's challenging. It's just that it's very confusing as to what you need to do. Yeah, no, I remember that because we played it with no guides and no internet, and we never really got that. We couldn't figure out the fuck to do. So I completely can can believe that. All right, any more things that you want to mention about this Flash game? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we. I mean, it's it's a little GBA game, so I think we kind of touched on everything. Like it's. It's uh, just looking up eBay prices. See, all this like a hundred bucks. So you know, find it any way you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, hey, twelve bucks for a cartridge. Ooh, that's not bad. Uh. Yeah, I mean, the manual is not like if the game pretty much teaches you everything. So if you just yeah. want to play it, and you know, you're a stickler like me who just kind of wants the cart to put on a shelf or somewhere, then yeah, give it a look. Okay, I'm happy that's not like a crazy expensive, but I, I'm always big about. You know, play any way you can for things, especially things like this, where like it's a licensed property, it ain't coming back. <laughs> so, and, and before, like when I like when I was buying licensed games, they were super cheap, and now that Marvel is so ubiquitous in pop culture, and people want to go mm-hmm. back and play like Shattered Dimensions and Web of Shadows, like you couldn't give those away at GameStop once upon a time, and now like at my local game store, like Web of Shadows on PS3 is like a hundred dollars. Yeah, no, that's I have all those games too, off for 360, and it's like, I mean, I, 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 God, I want, I want that stuff to get re-released in a in a pack, but I don't know if that will happen. Maybe I think the Activision Blizzard deal will have to go through, but even then, like, I don't think they care that much about this. Although it could happen because you know Microsoft has a lot of backwards compatibility built into the Series X, so who yeah. knows. It would sell. Same if you put this on a DC collection, it would sell. Easy. For sure. All right, let's go to Shelf Stacker Box. And I'll go first. I'm going to put this in the stack. I enjoyed it. I'll probably play it again <laughs> because I played it four years ago and I went right. And I've been actually meaning to put it on this podcast for a long ass time. <laughs> so, but I'm still going to put it in the stack. But I, it's a game that I think of and I, I will recommend to people always because it's just a cool little game, but nothing that, nothing extravagant that I want on my shelf. And what about you? Yeah, I, I, I was going to say a shelf, but I think it's the same because I, I really enjoy this game, but it's not. I, mean, I think people should seek it out, especially if you're a fan of the character, because it, even though it's, you know, it's not this big, flashy, no pun intended, open world within the context of what it is, it does justice to the character. But it's not something that I, I mean, I have a copy and it's not something I pull out every year, but I'm glad that I have it. Well, yeah, and, and that you're a collector of Marvel DC games. Yeah, almost to the detriment of my space yeah. right now. I know, I completely understand. 
<laughs> All right. And where will we find you at? Uh, you can find me at comicbookvideogames.com uh, where you can read reviews of all three Flash games <laughs> and an interview with Adam Tierney from Way Forward, who I spoke to about the creation of this game, which is really interesting. All right. And if you want to hear more episodes of this podcast, we have everything on Podbean, over 450 other episodes. No Flash, but lots of Batman, some Superman. So definitely go check out all our content. You can search anything you want on the Podbean. Just type in the word and see what comes up. You never know, because we do a lot of content on this podcast. Movies, games, TV shows, comics, all sorts of stuff. If you want to support the show, we do a Patreon for a little dollar. You can vote in our Patreon poll. You'll see a link in the in the show notes to our Patreon. Every month there's a different poll. Uh, also, if you want to, we have a Discord. If you want to join us and chat with us, you'll see a link in the show notes to that. I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fear. You can follow her on TikTok and give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker to his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. You'll see an, you'll see a link in the show notes to that too. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. And just like that, we're gone with a flash. Bye.